I'm gonna tell you what it is, okay? It's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls getting their white asses cut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> yeah, I suppose Sandra Bullock is Miss Ethnicity, right? Well, no, all I'm saying is that the horror genre is historical for excluding the African American elements. Well, that's how you get your PhD in black cinema, Sister Soldier. Charday here at Afro Horror with my co-host Chris Courtney Martin. Hey boo hey. And we are talking about I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. This one I really, really enjoyed. I rewatched it the other day. It's it's got a lot of flaws, but one word, brandy. And that's all that matters. Um, so I want to go over some facts. So I still know what you did last summer. It came out November 13th, 1998. It has a runtime of 101 minutes. It's distributed by Columbia Pictures. It had a budget of 24 million and oof. It made $84 million. That's not great. Uh, directed by Danny Cannon. Written by Trey Calloway. Composed by John Frizzell. Cinematographer, uh, cinematography by Vernon Layton. Editor Peck Pryor. And our Black actors we're honoring today is Miss Brandy as Carla Wilson. And the gorgeous Mackay Pfeiffer as Terrell Martin. Yes. Okay, so uh, let's... I'm going to talk about Brandy in the 90s because I feel like there's a lot of disrespect about my girl that goes around the internet from you disrespectful Gen Zers. I don't know who the hell y'all think you are. Who raised you? Who raised you? So look, I'm 29 going on 30. In 98, I was eight. And let me tell you, Brandy was everywhere. In 98, if we're talking about people that own 98, 97, Sarah Michelle Gellar, for sure. And Brandy. Yeah. They were they were it, baby. They were the it girls. Brandy had her album drop, um, number one album. Uh, she had Cinderella was coming out shortly after this. She did this movie. Um, she was on guess she had her own TV show. Yeah. Shit, I almost forgot. She had her own TV show, yeah. Moesha. Um, she was that girl. Everyone wanted Brandy and her stuff in 98. Okay. So so much so that this role, and I read this on IMBD, was not even written for a black woman. It had was a white. Caucasian girl in mind, and then Brandy came in three years for the role, and they said, "Yeah, we want Brandy, and she is so good in this film." I don't think we talk more about Brandy's acting skills because of the later shows she's been on, like Empire and Star. Everyone's just like, "Oh, these melodramas, like they're so cheesy." But Brandy ran her; she was the number one in the call sheet for her own show for years, and in this movie, she does that. She plays fear very well. She's funny. Now, look, she is the quintessential best friend again which we talked about. Um, she doesn't have a sacrificial role, though. There is a fake out. She doesn't die in this movie, which is wonderful. Uh, but Makai does, <laughs> which is terrible. Oh, Makai. And he and talk about Makai. We were just talking about this earlier. Oh, Josh Hartnett, Makai Pfeiffer, Julia Stiles. Amazing film. So if you have not heard of this movie, if you are 12.9 years old and you have just not, you know, brushed up on your late 90s, early 2000s, you know iconic films, listen to Auntie Chris, get your ass on Amazon or wherever you can find it and get O because Mackay Pfeiffer and Josh Hartnett and Julia Stiles are just friggin' phenom. It's like the best Shakespearean adaptation ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, that and um, 10 Things I Hate About You, both yeah. Julia Stiles-esque. <laughs> Wonderful film. Um, it, if we, I, I read 
oh, in high school. And it made kind of sense, but seeing that movie made it make much yeah. more sense than, than my professor or my teacher ever could. So look, you got Brandy and Mackay Pfeiffer in the same movie and they're, they're lovers. They're dating. Um, I will say Mackay, uh, Tyrell in this movie is annoying as fuck. <laughs> All he wants to do is have sex. Which I get, but it's it's enough, nigga. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> like Brandy's really, and she is. She's so soft spoken in the '90s, like this. She had her little baby voice and was like, "Are you okay, girl?" Like, she really was trying to look out for her friend and also just keep everyone entertained. So, if you don't remember the movie, they basically Brandy wins a trip. She wins a trip uh, to oh shoot, where'd they go? I don't know. I feel like it's- oh, that's right. No, they went to the. Not the Dominican Republic. They went somewhere Caribbean. I just can't remember the exact name. Um, and she had a, she won like a radio show if she answered the capital of Brazil right, which we all found out in the film. Because look, I didn't know the capital of Brazil. She said Rio. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, it's Rio. And then you get to the climax of the film and the capital of capital Brazil is not Rio. It's... Uh, Sao Paulo? No, it's Brasilia. Brasilia. Yeah. Word? It's, yeah. It's it's not. Yeah, exactly. Well, shit. So uh, the caretaker tells him about that. But actually, sorry, we have more black people in this film, not just Mackay and Brandy. Um, I wrote this down because I had to watch it again to actually catch him. We have Bill Cobbs playing Estes. He's the caretaker, which I'm going to get into. It pisses me off. Um, her name on her IMB is just maid, but she's a maid. She's black. And then we have Derek. He's the deckhand. He, and he is black as well. Now, with Bill Cobbs as Estes, the thing about this movie that pissed me off is that there was a voodoo element. Bill Cobbs was, in, Estes was into voodoo and he stole their trinkets to protect them. Uh, and there's something about having black people attached to voodoo is just so fucking, I'm over it. I'm over it. Like, it reminds me of the skeleton key. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, God, we can't be magical without being goddamn demonic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that also comes down to just, like, the mix-ups between voodoo, hoodoo, voodoo, you know, root work, and just white people being like, oh, it's all nigga shit. We throw it all in the pot. Yeah. Um, I think if it were done from a more knowledgeable perspective, from somebody who's actually, like, a practitioner, then that would be totally different. But, like, people just pull tropes out of a hat. Pull tropes. And you got to see, you've got a bunch of white kids, I mean, and Brandy and Mackay Pfeiffer coming to this tropical island uh, with these locals. and, And then all of a sudden, the locals are trying to, you know, do their voodoo magic to save them from whatever has followed them. And Estes is really the one that tells them, oh, yeah, I know that slicker dude. Yeah, he used to work here. Okay, motherfucker, why didn't you say that shit earlier? Like, like on day one, like, oh, by the way, there's a dude in a slicker following y'all around. <laughs> um, and then Estes ends up dying for trying to save the people. There's a scene in the film where he takes his oar and hits uh, Ben's son over the head. And then he, you know, we don't see where he gets stabbed. But basically, Estes, Bill Cobbs, dies at an hour. This is time of death, an hour and 26 minutes. We're going to go everyone's time of death. Mackay Pfeiffer, uh, time of death is an hour, 17 minutes. Uh, Brandy's fake out death, because she doesn't really die, is shortly after her bows at 127 minutes. The maid dies at 45 minutes, and Derek, the deckhand, dies at 42 minutes. They, they were killing black people just like crazy. Of course, because they went to the Caribbean island, and who else is going to die? Uh, can you all go to France? Like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I will say, 
Brandy not dying in this, she comes back at the end limping in, is is really smart on their part because it's Brandy. You want to see Brandy win at the end. And she, she, here's the thing. I know she still did, I still know she did last summer. It's a terrible, terrible sequel. It's a terrible film. None of it makes sense, right? All of that. Uh, I'm still interested in knowing if Brandy would have had more of the role that Jennifer Love Hewitt would have had. Like, what if they believed her? Like, mm-hmm. no one really believed. I get it. No one believed Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like, you're saying a slicker man, whatever, whatever. But I feel like Makai would have believed Brandy. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I just want to believe the best of Makai Pfeiffer at all times. His death was gruesome. I don't know if you remember. He's sitting in the kitchen talking about, I haven't seen no slicker man. And then he gets <laughs> hooked in the neck. Oh, because the slicker man's hiding in the stovetop. Like, what? He's, no, yes, he's hiding in like the stovetop, and he like comes. I was like, you, how long have you been up there, like listening to their conversation, just like None covered in fucking like grease from the fryer? And the big reveal at the end is that uh, Will Benson, who is their friend, Brandy invites on the trip. Brandy, you should have known. Um, is actually the killer's son. And and his thing he says to Jennifer Love Hewitt is, don't you get it? Benson? Benson! And I was like, this is god-awful. (laughs) Who wrote this? Um, But uh, I will say, so all the black people die except for Brandy. Uh, We had a little fake out, Carla. Carla, she, I mean, again, she's not much layers here. She's just here to be the supportive friend. That's it. Um... She's not even that cut up when her man dies. <laughs> like after all that tension they build of them together, she doesn't really care. I mean, if he was pressuring her, pressuring her for sex. Then you know he was. He was a little <laughs> bit. It was. It was too much. Easier than like, breaking up. He's like, yeah, we're finally alone. And you're, I, I feel like she really didn't like him because she kept making excuses. I was like, she don't like you. What don't you get about this? <laughs> like. From day one, I would have been on Makai. Yeah. Like, uh, clown. <laughs> We're not even taking but two more she, people on this trip. But then she would have died because, of course, when women have sex. and Oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's true. That's true. I will say Jennifer Love Hewitt in this film, um, there is a conversation they have which I think is really prevalent. Where basically she's told um, Kate Carla a little bit about what happened last summer. A little bit. But she didn't tell her the full story. Like, yeah, Slicker Man's still alive. And Carla's like, Bitch, don't you think that shit I need to know? Which brings us back to Elise and Scream 2, which is like, y'all need to give us the full story. Yeah. Because if someone's trying to kill you, that sounds like a personal ass problem. I don't need them issues. <laughs> um, So I really felt bad for, for Brandy because she really looked at her like, damn, I thought we were friends. Like, uh, the betrayal of the white feminist. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if I'm supposed to be your homie and you know someone's coming after you, and you know I'm the only black person you know. And it's 1997. Do the math. Do you the sign my death warrant, bitch. Right. You should say, <laughs> by the way, we we going on this trip, but um, you know, there might be some dude like he's still out there, you know. So I cannot invite your ass. Okay, good to know. Well, you're not invited. Yeah, you can stay here, you and your boyfriend. But that's gonna wrap it up for um I still know what you did last summer. I know you guys are like, what? That's so short, but that's literally all we have to say about it because Unfortunately, there's not a much to say. We just really wanted to honor Brandy and Mackay and Mr. Cobbs and all the people that put their time and energy into this movie. Um, Jack Black, who played the most stereotypical Jamaican. I don't even want to get into it. We're not going to get into it, but we still love you, Jack Black. Um, any final thoughts on this? 
I think that Brandy's box braids are magical. Oh my God, yes. she survived. Yeah, her hair was perfect. Yes. And in that heat and everything, it was perfect for a trip too. That's yeah, a good trip braid. Such a summer black girl. Like, good trip braids. Yeah. Like you exercise, you can swim, you can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, all right, you guys, that wraps it up for us. Um, this is our last episode of season one. Uh, it's been crazy. We've, we've had some wonderful guests. We we had a fun time doing it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back for season two. Um, we'll be better at this now by season two and we'll hopefully do longer episodes. But until then, uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Afro Horror is edited by PJ Vernetti with logo design by Jaron Hempel. All episodes were recorded at Envision Media Space in Burbank, California. You can find us on Twitter at Afro Horror Pod, as well as on Instagram and Facebook under at Afro Horror. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Also, check out our website, www.afrohorror.com, for show notes and extra features. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this show.